Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if I have it right, by next Sunday we'll be on Australian Daylight Savings Time. So make sure if you're um, to adjust your listenings and sleep in times accordingly. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging, including sister girls and brother boys as part of Queer Elders. We acknowledge their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the lands, which seems like a good time to mention there's all sorts of intersectionality been happening in the last three days down at St Kilda Town Hall for the Australian GLBTIQ Multicultural Conference, lots going on down there. There's lots to talk about on the show today, including bits of that. Um, um, we'll have a chat about the fabulous Evie McDonald, um, hashtag Evie for PM. Um, we'll also have a look at um, something that happened in the same location um, as the AGMC conference, being the Meet the Candidates Forum last night, um, which I've got some um, info on, and anyone who was there, please feel free to get in touch with the show on this or anything, um, because, um, yes, indeed, um, we um, want to hear your thoughts on it. You can get in touch with the show out of the pan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 um, 751215. Tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And you can look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, and the duplicate on Out of the Pan 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. So um, lots of ways to get in touch with the show. But, of course, today, the very day, um, September 23rd is Celebrate Bisexuality Day, um, a big one um, on the rainbow calendar and, of course, the big B day. Um, But, of course, you don't necessarily have to be exactly a B. You don't have to have yellow and black stripes. No, you could be a... You could identify as pansexual, queer, polysexual, omnisexual, multigender, attracted, by plus, um, or no label at all. That's not really the issue. If you're attracted to more than one person, um, sorry, more than one gender um, over the course of your lifetime, regardless of whatever way, regardless of the number of partners, um, um, you know, how you do your relationships with different genders, um, to what um, proportion of genders, doesn't really matter, we'll just call it I'll keep it simple for today, and while acknowledging everyone else's right, everyone's right to terminology, and just say B Day, 
um, which could also be a birthday. Remember there was an episode of Happy Days where um, Fonzie wished someone a happy B-Day. I'm just giving my age away and I don't really care. And, well, someone who really rocked it in Celebrate Bisexuality Week and Month, um, and you've got to, just to be fair, regardless of your politics, is um, the one, the only Senator, Janet Rice, um, who in Parliament this week um, gave a speech for Celebrate Bisexuality Day slash week slash month. And it was just absolutely awesome. One of my friends watched it at work and said, I'm highly resisting the um, um, break, you know, um, doing fist pumps and breaking out loud. And we just put, when um, she put that on Facebook, don't resist, go for it, go for your life. And I think that's an excellent suggestion. And I thought there could be no other better way than to brought, um, put this nine minute speech from the Australian Senate across in full. So, to open up the show on Celebrate Bisexuality Day, here is Australian Senator Janet Rice in the Senate for Bisexual Awareness Week. Let's have a listen. Senator Rice. Madam Deputy President, this week is International Bisexual Awareness Week, or Bi Week, as it's known. It's an important week for the LGBTIQ community, and for me personally, as a proud bisexual woman and a member of this parliament. And I am proud to wear the colours of the bi flag as a scarf tonight. Bi Week is an opportunity for us to recognise the diversity of bi plus people within Australia and to celebrate them. It's time to take stock of the incredible contributions that bisexual role models and activists have made to the broader LGBTIQ community. It's a time to listen to BiPlus Australians and to elevate their stories and a time to pay heed to the specific challenges faced by BiPlus people that we must, as a wider community, acknowledge and address. And although bisexuality is commonly represented as an attraction towards cisgender men and women, the term encompasses a broad spectrum of identities and attractions that are trans and gender diverse inclusive. As BiPlus advocate Robin Ox states, bisexuality is the potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually to people of more than one well, it's by erasure, the internet dropping out as I'm trying to do this speech. So um, let's see if we can get it back um, and make sure we have full by visibility and order audibility, if such a word can exist. Um, we've just made it up on the spot because this is live radio, Sex people and of all gender, genders. Not and necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same... Well, looks like you'll have to go to YouTube and find it for yourself. Um, neither the 3CR internet nor my personal internet wants to play it. So, yeah, uh, one of those things, um, live radio, and it just doesn't want to work. Um, so, um, well, to give that a miss, won't we? Um, we'll give it one last shot, maybe in the second segment, and see if we can roll it one more time. Um, one of those days on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, um, out of the pan with Sally, but at least for bisexual people, in the words of the angels, Janet Rice tried to stand up. What do you think of when you hear the word drugs? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, recreational. There's lots of things, isn't it? <laughs> Covers all sorts of stuff, doesn't it? It's a bad thing. 
but I don't know, people get good feelings off them. Fun. Entheogenesis. Stupid. Fun. Youth. Yeah, fun. Uh, bad. <laughs> Dirty syringes. Shake my head. <laughs> Cocaine. Hate them. Scourge. I'm figuring with him. Trouble or maybe addiction, something like that. Something I don't relate to at all. I don't understand. Party time. Well, generally, sort of loser. Everything of that recreational joke. I don't know. Drugs, bad. Medicine. Help people. Helping people with their conditions, whatever that may be. What is the drug user? Who is this person, the drug user? In Psychedelia, we're here to rethink the psychoactive paradigm. Sunday afternoons on 3CR, 2 till 3pm. Are we on a path to totalitarianism? Are governments and technocrats developing technologies that hand them greater control over our lives? In the face of such far-reaching webs of control, what are we to do? With speculative minds Lizzie O'Shea, Timothy Eric Strom and Jacob Grech, we're going to be exploring these questions and more through a live panel discussion. Tune in on Wednesday, September 26th from 7am on 3CR Breakfast, where we contemplate the societies of the future. Let's reclaim our minds from the cultural engineers. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot au three CR on demand um, out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon to one Sunday afternoons um, for this broadcast on Australian Eastern Standard Time but remember next week Australian Daylight Savings Time and well Janet Rice um, stood up in the words of the angels for bisexuality in the Australian Senate this week and I'm going to keep trying to take a stand one last shot can we get the rest of the clip um, to play on, um, if you look for YouTube, Janet Rice Bisexual Awareness Week. Um, let's going to give it another go um, and pray that the internet holds out for about eight minutes. By plus people, that we must, as a wider community, mm-hmm. acknowledge and address. And although bisexuality is commonly represented as an attraction towards cisgender men and women, the term encompasses a broad spectrum of identities and attractions that are trans and gender diverse inclusive. As BiPlus advocate Robin Ox states, bisexuality is the potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually to people of more than one sex and or gender, not necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same way, and not necessarily to the same degree. For many of us, myself included, bisexuality expresses our capability to love and be attracted to people of many or all genders. However we label ourselves, bisexual, bicurious, pansexual, polysexual, sexuality fluid or queer, we should be proud of this. There's no one way to experience bisexuality or to be bi plus. And I can assure you, my own journey as a bisexual person is a reflection of this. For a large part of my adult life, I thought of myself as heterosexual. But yes, a heterosexual who every so often found women attractive too. But I was happily happily married, so that attraction was irrelevant. I loved my spouse and that was that. It wasn't until my wife Penny transitioned and I had to reflect on my sexuality in that context 
that I realised I wasn't a straight woman. I was a bisexual one. I remember one pivotal moment of that realisation. Penny and I were out dancing, and it was before her social transition, when she was only presenting as Penny part-time, or Hapney, as our children called her. Penny was still worried that if she transitioned, it would destroy her relations, our relationship. And that was what she wanted to avoid at all costs. She told me that if that was the case, well then she would put her gender identity back in the box, she would repress it as it had been for most of her life. And as we were dancing <coughs> that night, however, I realised that not only did I still love Penny, but that I loved her as Penny as a woman. I found her attractive as Penny as a woman. And I realised that I was bisexual. While I was fortunate enough to be able to embrace my sexuality smoothly, seamlessly and proudly, this is not always the case for all BIPLUS people. And although we've made great strides in the acceptance and rights of LGBTI plus, Q plus people, in particular with marriage equality finally having achieved last year, harmful stereotypes of bisexuality persist and there are deep prejudices against people who identify within the bi-plus um, umbrella. Bisexual erasure or bisexual invisibility is downright pervasive in our society. For example, we are continually made to refute claims that our identities and our sexualities are a phase or that we're indecisive. Bisexuality is not a rest stop on the road to becoming gay or lesbian. It is its own complete identity. After Penny transitioned and we reaffirmed our loving relationship to the world by happily staying together, one of my friends described me as the accidental lesbian. Although humorous and well-meaning, it's not accurate. I'm bisexual. But I think her labelling me as such is typical of the ignorance about and the invisibility of bisexual people. I reflect on my own lack of awareness of bisexuality. I identified as heterosexual right up until Penny's transition, despite experiences of being attracted to women as well as men. But being bisexual wasn't in my field of view then. I was in a monogamous, seemingly heterosexual relationship. Therefore, I was heterosexual. The heteronormativity of our society certainly helped that along. I was able to fit myself into the heterosexual <coughs> box, which is where normal, ordinary, socially acceptable people were, so why go any further than that? Bisexuals are much less visible than our gay or lesbian counterparts. There are far fewer visible role models for young people exploring their sexuality. And when we're in a monogamous relationship, it can be wrongly assumed that we have chosen a side. And this is diminutive of our identities and amounts to an erasing of our sexuality, sometimes by ignorance, sometimes derisively and dismissively. It's also important to acknowledge that biphobia is experienced more acutely by some bi-plus people than others. In particular, trans people and cisgender men cop more abuse for expressing bisexuality, affecting their ability to lead an openly bisexual life. And this is particularly worrying for younger LGBTIQ people. In a survey this year of their under-18 listeners, Triple J found that young gay men 
were twice as likely to come out than bisexual men, and that young women were twice as likely to identify as bisexual than young men. These stats reflect a wider trend in our society. Not only does bisexuality have minimal representation in mainstream media, when it is represented, it is often through depictions of bi plus women. Bi plus trans people and cis men barely get a mention. We need more representation in mainstream media of the full array of bisexuality so that bi plus people can feel accepted and supported to come out, live openly and not to feel pressure to suppress our sexuality in any way. And we greatly need this because we know that bi-invisibility and biphobia takes a huge toll on our health and well-being. Research has shown again and again that the mental health of bi-plus people is significantly poorer than heterosexual, gay or lesbian people. Bisexual people report deep feelings of isolation, anxiety, distress and self-doubt. And we also know that biphobia and bi-erasure lead to discrimination against bisexual people from both heterosexual communities and from gay and lesbian communities. This is not okay and it needs to change. We must continue to challenge the restrictive, narrow ideas of sex and gender rife in our society <coughs> that prevent us from living openly. So Bisexual Awareness Week is a chance to assert our presence in the LGBTIQ community in Australia and in the world and to demand the rights, respect and services that we need in order for our community to feel safe and included. I encourage my colleagues across the parliament to make time for and to listen to the bi plus people in your communities. Take the opportunity to understand our experiences and to use your platforms to amplify our voices. Finally, to my bi plus community, I'd like to take the opportunity to say, I see you. I see you even where others don't. I will continue to share our stories, advocate for our rights inside and outside the parliament. You are amazing, resilient and beautiful. Thank you. There it was. It was worth persisting. See, bisexual people have to persist and push and um, keep the momentum going. And, well, we did in the end and got things running despite the internet. There you go. Um, great speech. I mean, gosh, um, the fact that that is now in Parliament. And, yes, we got it through in the end. Um, thanks, roving reporter. Um, persistent and as I think, um, was it Daffy Duck or Sylvester would have said, um, which we need too. Um, but that pretty much is an absolute state of play on what it is to be bisexual. And you've got to hand it to Janet Rice in her speech during the marriage equality debate when it first was in the Senate last year in November. She mentioned bisexuality first. She really listens to the grassroots of the community. Um, and as I say, regardless of politics, um, that's really important. Whereas it would seem some people within rainbow communities and politics would say, well, we have to be pragmatic, we can't rush in on bisexuality. Well, pragmatism is always, I'd say, and I'm willing to say always, at the expense of the most vulnerable, and at its worst, pragmatism is murder. So good on you, Janet, for taking a stance in Celebrate Bisexuality Week. It's also great that there was a panel featuring lots of bi people at the Multicultural Conference yesterday. Um, so if we are drilling into the 
areas of intersectionality just seems like it takes a very long time. All right, um, let's try to get this pro show back on track. Um, and there's, well, there's only really one way to do that. I don't think we could get away without doing it on Celebrate Bisexuality Day. Um, here's Pete and James. I don't care how many times I play it. We're getting by. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I get enough of it, um, of that bisexuality on Celebrate Bisexuality Day and the station you're listening to to hear about it is 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday this week, um, Australian Eastern Standard Time, next week at Daylight Savings Time. Well, regardless of the time zone, um, the some things, more things change, the more some things stay the same. Well, um, last night, as part um, to coincide with the Australian GLBTIQ Multicultural Conference, um, the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby uh, put out its Meet the Candidates um, put out, put put on, I should say. It's Meet the Candidates Forum with representatives of four parties um, 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 having a say and then being grilled, fricasseed and flambéed by the queer audience. Um, you had Martin Foley for the ALP, David Davis, Shadow Equality Spokesperson for the Liberals, Sam Hibbins, Member for Pran for the Greens, and Fiona Patton for the Reason, formerly Sex Party, um, Member for Northern Metropolitan Region in the Upper House. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't get there in the end due to personal circumstances, but um, a number of reports came through um, on what was said and also perhaps what, um, as far as I can tell, what was not said. So we'll give this a shot. Um, worrying to hear David Davis in response to questions about the, um, in our opinion, highly transphobic debate in Parliament in 2016 over birth certificates say, politics is a tough business. In other words, Toxic masculinity is the norm and it's not going to change, which links in a way to what's happening with some of the allegations in um, federal parliament, particularly the federal Liberal Party. As long as you keep assuming that that's all there is and you're not going to change, well, that's not leadership. And it certainly can't be seen as leadership for women and it can't be seen really as leadership for many, many LGBTI people who, um, let's say, differ from expectations, regardless of whether it's um, trans or not. In terms of gender, you know, the in simplest, very simplistic binary language, masculine women, feminine men, that sort of thing. So that's not a good start. Um, you know, the Liberals um, claimed apparently that the role of gender and sexuality commissioner was politicised and they would depoliticise it. Well, you know, politicised from whose point of view? Overall, and overwhelmingly, the role of the Gender and Sexuality Commission has been very positive for LGBTI people of most, if not all, intersectionalities in Victoria, although there's still some levelling of the playing field to do. If we are on Celebrate Bisexuality Day, we still don't have any bisexual-specific initiatives under the state government, and we're running out of time. I think there's only 37 days until the government goes into caretaker mode, and then, of course, another um, you know, few weeks after that, to the state election. So busy, busy times. Um, um, what else um, do we need to consider? Um, just so it's fair, we do have to raise the issue of why the Greens are not being more carefully scrutinised over their choice of candidate in Richmond, who seems to be pushed and pushed and pushed, despite many, many protests I know of from a large variety of LGBTI people. 
Kathleen Maltzan is very much on the record as being um, against decriminalising sex work and in favour of the much discredited so-called Nordic model, which um, doesn't criminalise sex workers, it criminalises their clients, which really doesn't achieve anything and drives everything underground and has proven to have very disastrous and negative effects for workers in the end. Um, And yet it never seems to come to LGBTI events. Her record on trans could be described as dubious, to say the least. It's interesting, a couple of times I've been supposed to go to meetings with the Greens and Kathleen's supposed to be there, and then suddenly she does, she doesn't turn up. Um, you know, only so many funerals you can go to. But anyway, um, and of course, during the electoral period, any party's welcome to come on this show. I'll start um, putting it out there now. Um, and yeah, the Labor Party, as I say, not... Um, still has room for improvement. So yes, there's some good things out there, and I'm not saying the Greens are all bad, and I'm not saying any one party is better than, better or worse than the other, and just so it's clear, um, I'm not a member of any political party, and the last party I was a member of was the Equality Party, which I don't really think conflicts with anything, pretty compatible with everything rainbow that I might do. Um, so um, I don't really favour one party over another, I think, Um, Common sense says in simplistic binary language, there are good and bad people in all parties. And if we want to be non-binary, all points between good and bad. But I think what we've got to consider is this state election is critical for the LGBTI communities overall in Victoria. And I think that we have to weigh it up very carefully. If if these issues are important um, to you, you've got to weigh up your vote very carefully as to what you want for our future and who's going to do the best overall for all of the rainbow communities. So, you know, if you are gay or lesbian, don't just think, well, uh, that's okay for me. You know, let's make sure there is plenty of empathy out there and make your decision wisely when it comes. And I'm not saying that rainbow issues are the only issues to vote on. There's all sorts of things, and that's everyone's decision. And one thing I will never do is tell people how to vote. Just use it wisely and carefully. The thing that I always do say is when it comes to the upper house, don't follow party tickets. Take a bit of time to um, um, look at um, sites um, that can help you um, work through your preferential votes, uh, your various um, options, um, number them out on a piece of paper first, and then when you get to the ballot box, if you're someone who goes to a polling booth, um, you know, just copy, the, put the numbers in the order you want, because you never know who you might be really voting for with independents, research them, find out what you can. And below the line is a, a site that hopefully will be operating again when we get to the state upper house um, election. So check that out. Um, but yeah, um, worrying about some of the attitudes that were reported. Um, so yeah, celebrate Bisexuality Day. Hope you are celebrating it. If you are listening live, there is a picnic at Treasury Gardens at one o'clock um, being organised by the Melbourne Bi Plus Network. So rock along to that with your bi colours on. Well, you don't have to have bi colours, but it's nice if you do. Um, and enjoy. All right, um, let's have some... Um, more bisexual music um, and um, see what we can see Uh if we can bring it up Um, and we're just having today of technical hitches here but here we go Um, I really think as much as it's an oldie it comes probably from the era just after I forgot to mention the halfpenny um, if you're not sure what that is, you may need to search in a search engine it. It was a short, shortened version of the term half a penny. So um, for those of you probably over about 
50. Probably need to hit the search engine and find out what she meant by that, but a typical bit of fun from Janet Rice. Anyway, here's a track from not long after the Hay Pennies were phased out in 1966 from Supernaut in the early 1970s. I like it both. Join us for the launch of the 2019 How to Make Trouble and Influence People Diary on Saturday the 6th of October from 3 to 6pm at the Old Bar, Johnson Street, Fitzroy. There'll be readings as well as music from Cold Hands, Warm Heart and Laura McFarlane. Entries free. Proceeds from the diary sales and 20% of the afternoon's bar takings will be donated to 3CR and the Rainforest Information Centre. So come read, drink and be merry. How to Make Trouble and Influence People Diary launch. The Old Bar, Saturday 6th of October, 3 to 6pm. See you there. 3CR supporter. Durante from Canzoniere Grecanico Salentino. This is 3CR 855 on your IM dial. Please subscribe. The community is important, the spirit of community is the most important thing, so subscribe. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot au three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon to one Sunday um, Australian Eastern Standard Time this week daylight savings time next week now um, it shows that I'm having a slightly asleep at the wheel day I'm trying to imitate Richmond on Friday night uh, sorry couldn't resist that no you can't play well all the time and when Collingwood play better um, that's going to happen particularly in a preliminary final. Now you've got the dilemma, do you go for Collingwood or West Coast next week or watch it all? Um, there's a challenge. Seriously, though, Collingwood played well, as did West Coast. But I've got to say, it's a pretty lack, was been a pretty lacklustre final series. Um, not really anything memorable thus far. Maybe we've saved the best till last, regardless of whether you like your t- that particular team or not. Um, just noticed, um, as I say, I'm having a slightly asleep at the wheel day and didn't see all of Roving Reporter's message. Um, Roving has gone on to say, will we hear more women speak about LGBTIQ issues if Dr. Karen Phelps gets elected in Wentworth? She's had an interesting week. You know, who, who, which party will she preference? Um, which coin are we flipping at the moment? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, Karen Phelps tends to go not so much conservative in terms of views, but, you know, she doesn't really tend to be that progressive on LGBTQ issues. She's one of these issue people who sort of says, well, I'm defined by more than my sexuality, which is okay. But sometimes when people say that, I wonder if they've still got internalised prejudice. Um, and also a lot of trans and bi and probably other groups like intersex haven't forgotten how she sold out trans people during the postal survey last year, in some people's opinions, when she took that horrendous line from the Christian lobby out about my son's going to have to wear a dress to school next year and then said the gay and lesbian community is going to face debate. Well, no, you don't do it that way. Um, Interesting to note, if we're on um, media, um, a few organisations are, you know, sort of claiming their support for Celebrate Bisexuality Day and interesting to see on Twitter um, where Sydney Mardi Gras has um, said, hey, let's celebrate Bisexuality Day, and people have said, yeah, um, when are you going to change your name from gay and lesbian Mardi Gras and be more inclusive? <laughs> Good thinking, Batpans. Um, so, yes, um, you know, really important that 
these sorts of double standards get um, spoken, um, fixed and or spoken out about. Um, do you call in or call out is the inevitable debate. And when an organisation's had it wrong for 30 years, remember Mardi Gras um, almost um, banned bisexuals for a long time. And New South Wales a few months ago did a good thing. They brought in some hate crime legislation which included bisexuality, but they still haven't fixed the gap that state law um, doesn't cover bisexuals. So, hey, great, you're... Someone beats you up, you can find them and charge them, but you can't go to work and be out as bisexual in the New South Wales state government because you're probably not covered uh, right. Yes, where are our big so-called inclusive um, LGBTI organisations in New South Wales? Maybe they're doing a Richmond and they're asleep at the at the wheel. Uh, anyway, um, just to get us back onto some good news, um, well, Evie McDonald keeps on rocking it. Um, a few weeks ago, of course, sent in that wonderful video to the project, which um, contemptuous control freak male parent Scott Morrison then completely ignored. Well, this week, um, Evie, this time with Mum Megan, were on the project. And, I mean, how heartfelt and authentic does it get from both of them? They absolutely rocked it. Check out the project on various parts of corners of the internet and see it. Um, Megan Honest, you know, did what I suppose anyone would do at first, tried to perhaps make her assigned male at birth child fit in, um, you know, as a, in inverted commas, you know, typical masculine male in inverted commas, but realised that was making her child unhappy and, well, the rest is history. And Evie is just, well, hashtag Evie for PM, um, absolutely rocking it. It's so good to see um, that happening. Um, a bit of media pickup, though. It was interesting. Gay Star News called Evie Australia's answer to Jazz Jennings. Now, I know Evie thinks a lot of Jazz Jennings, and that's great, but, you know, that assumes that the world is focused on America, which is a pretty um, global North-centric thing to think. And I think we can do better than that. But, um, yes, let's, of course, um, not do sensible media that's well-researched. Um, you know, um, that'd be a bit too hard, hey? All right. Um, so, yeah, Evie absolutely rocking it. Um, you know, um, the future um, is bright. Um, we're just going to get through the dark patches um, at the moment. Uh, lots of things coming up in the future. Um, um, the Shed for Trans Men is on, if you are listening live, on this Sunday afternoon in at Carlton, talking by yet again because we can't do it enough this time, um, the Buy Discussion Group. You can recover from your hangovers at the weekend and get to the Buy Discussion Group on Tuesday, also at Carlton. Um, Polyvic Social coming up Sunday week. Um, and of course, there'll be lots of wrap-up from the AGMC conference. Um, coming back to the um, stuff on the state election, a number of organisations declaring an interest, including Bisexual Alliance, Victoria and Transgender Victoria, along with Thorn Harbour, Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby, Rainbow Families and Intersex Human Rights Australia, have released a booklet um, of um, a sort of utopian wish list for the Victorian state election. Um, if you don't put it out there, you're not going to get it. Um, um, you know, so, um, you know, sort of um, um, is out there. So make sure you um, check it out. Um, pretty comprehensive um, as far as I, um, although it was a fight to get some areas in, um, including sometimes by people being told what was good for us by non-by people, which is a bit much. Um, so um, that was a, 
I don't know whether it was a reach for the coffee um, or um, not. Um, but um, you can go to rainbowvotes.com.au and check out this booklet, or you can ring Thorn Harbour Health and get a copy, or um, if they're not, if they're on answering machine because it's the weekend, get in touch with me and I'll, we'll get you a hard copy as well if you like reading things in a hard copy which I do. Um, lots of sections here in this booklet at um, vglrl.org.au, sorry, um, um, forward slash Rainbow Votes 2018, but you can get there either way. Um, advancing Equality, Relationships, Families and Children, Health and Wellbeing, Education, Discrimination, Safety and Security, Family Violence, Housing and Homeless, Bisexual Victorians, Trans and Gender, Diverse Victorians, Intersex Victorians, and then Support for Federal Issues, while some issues such as Funding for Surgeries for Trans Adults um, um, in particular are a federal issue. State and Territory Governments can still um, put the squeeze on the federal government to get things done, as one example and having a look at the trans and gender diverse section. Um, birth certificates, obviously, still a big one. Um, I'm sure that funding for public gender clinics is continued and also amend um, the Equal Opportunity Act to get rid of barriers in sport. An interesting thing happened to me, not being a, not being a sporty spice. I was giving a presentation the other day, and someone told me about Sarah Hammond, who last year won the Race to the Rock cycling event. Sarah is a cisgender woman and finished streets ahead of all the males, which proves that hormones and testosterone are not things that give you an automatic advantage. So there you go. Um, you know, cop that. And, of course, lots of feels for Hannah Meltzi. Um, who now won't be able to, is not pursuing her dream of um, AFL Women's Top League. It is the VFLW Grand Final today too, so um, there's some good sporty spice action to watch out for. Um, What else going on? Yes, um, so yeah, the Meet the Candidates, there will be a survey of the political parties as well, um, you know, which individual candidates and parties can, to which, to wit, can contribute. Um, so make sure you check that one out as well. Anyway, I'd better wrap it up and make way for Freedom of Species, talking all things animal advocacy, um, as they do from one till two in Psychedelia, from two till three and Queering the Air from three till four. And take it out today with the Hoodoo Gurus and you open my eyes, which is a good thing to do, um, if you're able to do that. And, um, well... Open your eyes to bisexuality once again on Celebrate Bisexuality Day. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Um, I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to... Fill in the dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, fill in the... 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 855am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australia.